Welcome to Real Testaments. The messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Please let me upstanding. We are going to honor God with... With us standing up, we are reading our scripture this morning. You can open with me to Deuteronomy chapter 6. And I will start reading from 5. Do we have it up there? Deuteronomy 6, 5. Okay, I'm reading from the Common English Version. It says, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. And these words which I command you this day shall be in your heart. And you shall teach them diligently unto your children. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house. And when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. Eight. And you shall bind them for a sign upon your hands. And, sh and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And you shall write them upon the posts of your house and on your gates. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for a wonderful day. Lord, we are grateful because you are our God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because as we hear the word, even with the limited time that we have, we pray that you will speak to us mightily in the name of Jesus. This very instant, I take out fear, I take out self, I take out every anxiety, and I ask that you will take control and you will stand in this place in the name of Jesus. Because your word will come out and will reach out to the heart of many that will hear your word this morning. And souls will be blessed forever. Ever in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. You know, it is no longer a secret in the last few decades, or rather in the last few years, that values have changed what? Significantly. Right? We've agreed, right? Yes. We are seeing things, well, I think it, it, the theme of today's program was tagged what? Equipping the what? The new age Christian child. And today I'll be talking about values. Talking about values. You know, when we, when we were younger as children, we were taught values. We were taught different things, different forms of values by our parents. But growing up, you start seeing things. So that's why I said it was no longer a secret, actually. So as the time passes by, you see that the values that you knew of or you have learned have been reducing what drastically. So you, even the mention of name in some, some aspect of our public lives have been what have been diminished. For those of us that watch cable TVs, you will realize as well, when, when they want to mention God or they want to mention Jesus, that place is silent or is blanked. Do you get me? So it was the other way around. When some kind of words that are not supposed to be heard is being used, they silence and they blank it. But you trust, uh, uh, believe me today, the things that we hear and we see on these cable TVs, are, sure, they are disturbing. They are disturbing. So when I look at those things, I keep asking myself, if I allow these children to always sit down in front of these uh, gadgets that we have, and they listen and they watch all those things, what will they take home at the end of the day? What will they hear? If God is being silenced, if God is being muted when they are talking or when they are speaking, what else will be the thing that they do? So it brings back what, it brings what, sorry, it brings um, to them what? Pressure. Pressure. Pressure to actually remove the word God in their vocabularies. 
pressure for them not to feel very okay or confident enough to say what they believe in and who exactly they believe in. And the same pressure is what we see around us right now of making uh, money, becoming successful and all. You can hear all the gist that we hear around, people entering into occultic things, rituals and all, just because of the same pressure. And that is why I am saying that what our values are what are diminishing. And that's not what God wants. That's not what God wants because these changes that have been made are reflected in so many ways and then they are being mirrored in the lives of what? Of our children and of our young ones, you know? And hence, there is a need of what? Teaching our beliefs and our values to these beautiful ones that we have, that God has given us. Do you agree with me on that? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we all know also that it is God's desire that we should do what? We should bring up godly what? Offsprings. We should bring up godly offsprings. And in bringing up godly offsprings, we have to actually let them know that they are the ones that will change the narratives of what? Of lives. Of the things that we see. So bringing up godly offspring, or as a godly parent does not mean you just have to give birth to them and give birth to them in a Christian home. You know, sometimes when I talk to people and I ask them, oh, what's, what are your beliefs? They're like... Do you believe in God? Well, I'm a Christian, so to say, because what they came from what a Christian home. Truth is this. I will tell I tell my children some time back, and I still say it in now that if your children can actually understand what cartoons, they can understand what the word of God. Don't look down on them. Don't think that they are too young. These ones you are seeing here right now, don't look down on them or think that they are just too young to what to receive Christ. So as long as they can understand what you are saying in the simplest form, introduce them to Christ. Like what Mommy Okosun said when they interviewed her just now. You introduce them to Christ at that little age, at that small age. And then you start teaching them values, teaching them beliefs, taking them through scriptures. Let them know that they are made for something. We know that children have questions in their heads, isn't it? They can ask you a thousand, a million and one questions, right? So a child that is growing grows up with so many questions in their minds. You know, questions like, why do we believe in God? Do you understand? So, and where is God? Thank you. Why do we have these values? And how does these values that we talk about actually influence our lives? How does it help us to run our homes? How does it help us to choose our, our course, our directives in lives? Choose our music, our, 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 our friends. You know, what we see, what we watch. They have so many questions. I think I was asked a question some time back by my daughter. I know she came and asked me, she said, Mommy, does God have a face? I said, yes, God has a face. And then she said, can God laugh? I said, oh, yes, God can laugh. The Bible says that he that sits on the heaven laughs. And then she came and said, oh, does, uh, does God have long hair or short hair? At that point, I had to say that, you know, when we get to heaven, we'll go and check if God has long or short hair. They come, they come with what? Different form of questions. Different form of questions. And that is simply because they want to know. They want to know. So you will also agree with me that every child wants something. Every child what? wants something. Every child wants to watch something. And they want to do what? Follow something. So it is that they follow from you or they follow from someone else. So there is a vacuum in that life. When you don't answer them, when you don't respond to their questions, when you don't go through that phases of the question and answer processes that they undergo, you are leaving what? A vacuum. Like Pastor will say that there is going to be a lacuna. And that lacuna can only be filled by you as the godly parents. Hallelujah. 
So we must play that role well and fill up the spot. Otherwise, there will be a vacuum, like I said. There will be a vacuum. And why did God create us as parents? It's not just to be what figureheads, but to be an extension of him in the lives of these young ones. That's the reason why we are parents. So when they see you as your mother, as a father, as an uncle, as, a, as an auntie, or as any brother at all, they should see Christ in you. They should see the values of Christ in you. They should see Christian values in you. So they should emulate something good. So remember that you are not just created for creating sake to come and sit down and occupy the spot. But instead, you are there as God's extension. Hallelujah. Like they read in Psalm 1 to 3, uh, 1 to 7, rather, verse 3. It says what? I'll read from here quickly because of time. It says that children are the heritage of the Lord. You know, the root word there is what is heritage. And heritage means what? To get and to inherit. I'm going somewhere with this. It means to get and to inherit. So, don't see yourself as just ordinary parents, but as caretakers. Because these ones, these little ones, they are the inheritance from God. They are the inheritance from God. Hallelujah. So, count it as what? As an honor and a responsibility to be trusted, to be entrusted rather with these little ones that God has given you. So, they are gifts from God to families. They are gifts from God to families. So when God created us as parents, is to take ownership of that spot, that vacuum that they have in their lives. Fill it up. Let them not feel as if something is missing in their life. Let them know that, yes, that they have someone that they can look up to. Because if they can look up to you, when you're talking about looking up to Jesus, the author and finisher of their faith, they will understand completely what it means. Because they are looking up to you and you are looking up to God. That is another one of the values you can actually uh, pick from there. Praise God. So we must make them to understand the spiritual size and explain why, this believes, why they believe what they do, what they believe in. And not just believing that there is God. We must make them understand that part. That there is a need for them to know God. There is a need for them to be in this path that they are in. There is a need for them to believe in the supremacy of God or in the sovereignty of God. There is a need for them to understand the purpose of their existence on earth. Hallelujah. Because they are God's own. Praise God. So I'll be giving you some of the values that we have to equip these young ones, you know, in this race to know and to experience God in a more profound way. And also to help develop their spiritual life. Praise God and become better, uh, better followers of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And number one is what? God first. Praise God. Number one is what? God first. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 says what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and is what? righteousness and every other thing shall be added unto you so that first one is our what our call the very first call uh, um, uh, christian values and when we talk about seeking god first it means that they should do what they should continuously seek god seek his righteousness seek him in his goodness in everything that he does you teach them words by words. The scripture that I read said well, that you should teach them. You should write it. Let it be seen at the doorpost. So what values do you have as a child of God? You might think now what she's saying is because she's just referring to those that are married. You are not yet married, but what values are you replicating for others to see? Praise God. So you must first of all have God what in your life. 
You must have God in your life. Let them know that they need to rely on God completely, no other thing. As a Christian, actually, you have the, you, you have the freedom to make what? Choices. But even as much as they are, you are telling them to make choices, let them realize that there is no choice that they will make on earth that will be greater than God in their life. It is important. So number two is what? Faith. Faith. In short, you need to actually equip them with the faith word. Faith word. Do they have faith in you? Do they have faith in you, what you believe in? Do they follow you? You know, the, 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 the scripture says what? That faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. How consistent are you with you teaching your children the word of God? How consistent are you relating with them based on the word of God? Do you share scriptures with them? Do you teach them the way they need to, they, they need to know it? You know, James chapter 1 verse 6 says, well, but let him ask in faith with no doubting for he who asks is like the wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind so they must believe that the only thing that they should hold up to or rather one of the major things they should hold on to as believer is what is a faith life to have a, what a faith living because they have a faithful god praise the lord Hallelujah. So why it is natural for them to place their faith on their earthly parents, it is also very important that they shouldn't go beyond their trust in God. So they must know that their faith is what is their trust, absolute trust in God. Number three is what is love, Luke 6.35. So it is an integral part of us, of our lives as believers actually. We know that God is love, isn't it? And so we are what we are love personified. The very moment you gave your life to Christ, you know, to God, you are wearing a new nature. Isn't it? You agree with me? So everything about the New Testament is what you have. So we become what? Kingdom citizens. So when I say love is what is an integral part of your life, I am saying that love is the real deal of your life. Praise God. Amen. You know, so they must be taught rightly what love is. How to love themselves. How to love others. How to express others. The true meaning of love. They must not go and learn love outside. It's not possible. And they have to see God as being loved. And show, because definitely we all know that God showed his love to us. His love was manifested to us through what? Through eternal life. You know, so we must lead them to Christ and let them know that it is his love that redeems. Hallelujah. And the most fundamental characteristics of love is what? Is to seek or to find goodness in others. Not to condemn. Not to criticize. Sometimes we say, oh, they are good critics. I agree. But before you start criticizing whether it's good or bad, learn to seek good in that person. Let the person know that they are well appreciated, that they are loved always, irregardless of. Another is what? Compassion. Compassion. Compassion is just more than, it's more than feeling sorry for another. It's one thing we should also let our children know. But we should let them know that it is a gift that needs what? To be ministered to another, to one another. We've been called to have compassion. Even Jesus Christ what, had compassion. So that is also one of the qualities that they should know. It should be embedded in them. That is not just, oh, I feel sorry for you. Mm -mm. It should be part of their lives. It's a gift. Praise the Lord. And the best way to teach our children compassion is to, what, to visibly practice it in front of them. They need to know and they need to understand this. They know that what is hope. What is hope actually? You know, when I talk about faith the other time, you know, uh, the Bible says that faith was, is a substance of things what hoped for. So it is substance of things what hoped for. So I can say now that hope is what is anticipation. Hope is what? Assurance and trust. So faith is a substance of things 
you anticipated for, that you are assured of, that you trust in having. Hallelujah. So hope is what is anticipation. Let them understand that every child of God must what have what hope. Must have the assurance and trust that as a child, when you call, when you, when you, when you ask, you will receive. When you call, you'll be attended to. Hallelujah. Because if we don't have hope, we are like, the Bible said, like, we are like most men, most what? But like men, most what? Miserable. So hope is not just a wishful thinking for our children, but what is our firm belief in God and in his goodness. Hallelujah. So hope is our anchor. Praise the Lord. Say hope is my anchor. Hallelujah. The number six is what? Humility. I'm just trying to rush. Then Mark chapter 9 verse 35. I'm not going to dwell much on this because I think my son just finished dealing on that humility and pride. Hallelujah. But let's take that down, that humility, because it's the opposite of pride, like we said. So you, the true humility is a quality that every believer should desire and possess. Praise God. In Philippians 2 verse 3, you will also see that there. Then integrity. Integrity. Proverbs 21 verse 3. So we must build up that value of integrity in the lives of our children. It is very important. It shouldn't be that they are doing the thing that they are doing because others are just seeing them. No, it shouldn't be about that. It should be because they, they, are, they should realize that even what they do, that God also sees them, even if no man sees them. It should be what they say will be what they do and they replicate in their lives in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Because God always does and rewards his flocks accordingly that does what? That have integrity, that is truthful in all their ways. So having integrity is ensuring that we do what is right at every given time. Not only in our eyes, but in the eyes of God. Because the fruit of integrity is what? Honesty, trustworthiness, and honor. So when you have integrity, you will have all this attached to it. Praise the Lord. And the last one is what? Respect and courtesy. Amen. We must teach our children to respect themselves and respect each other. Respect people. Learn to greet. Most of us don't even take time to teach our children to greet. Every child you see, whether they are your own or they are not your own or a child that passes you and can't greet, correct them. You know, growing up, they told us that when you give birth to a child, it becomes the community helps to do what to train the child. You know, the Bible says you train up a child the way he should go. Because so when the child is old, he will not depart from it. And that scripture, most times we, we attach it to just being what, to, to, to discipline. But not only to discipline. When you train up a child, you are nurturing that child. You are guiding that child. So guard the child in the path of respect. Let them have respect. Let them know that respect is important in their life as a Christian child. Amen. So when they are equipped with everything that we have talked here today. Amen. Oh, Things will go well for them in Jesus' name. I will leave you with the scriptures. Proverbs 13 verse 22 says, A good man leaves what an inheritance for his children's children. So if you want to leave something good for your children, you will follow these values that I've just listed and many more. And then you realize that things will work out fine for you and your home. Nothing, no one can ever spoil or corrupt your seed in Jesus' name. Amen. This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. For more information, log on to our website at www.churchforreal.org. Church for Real. Influence your world.